Welcome to Natural Wellness Tips Podcast, a weekly broadcast all about leading a healthy, happy, and wholehearted life. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Natural Wellness Tips Podcast. I hope you are enjoying the chakra series that we are cruising through it and I've been getting such good feedback. I'm so excited that you guys are enjoying listening to the chakra series as much as I'm enjoying teaching it to you. Uh, I am your host, Dr. Jennifer Shaw, and we are blessed with an amazing, amazing guest today. And I'm going to introduce her to you in just one second. But before I do that, I want to ask you a huge favor. When you are done listening to this episode, do me a huge favor, head over to iTunes and leave me a review. I love to hear what you guys have to say. I love to hear what you want coming up on upcoming episodes and what I can do to just make this podcast better for you guys. So leave me that review. I can't wait to hear what you think. And uh, without further ado, I'm going to introduce you to a dear friend of mine, Miranda. So Miranda has joined us today from San Diego. She is an intuitive healer and coach, a Reiki master, as well as a yoga instructor. She teaches people who are ready to connect more deeply with themselves to heal their mind, their body, and soul. She does customized work sharing energetic and emotional tools to help clients create a new reality from the inside out so that they can become empowered, healthy, mindful, and conscious creators of their reality. So welcome, Miranda. Thank you so much, Jen. Uh, really happy to be here and excited to see how this unfolds. Yes, I can't wait. I am so, I, I just, I've gotten to know you over the last uh, seven or eight months now. And I will say that the impact you've had on my life in that eight months is pretty powerful. I mean, you guys, Miranda is incredible. I was not a believer in Reiki, believe me. If you asked me like maybe two years ago, even, I'd be like, no one can read my body, wave their hands over me and do anything to help me as a physical therapist, you know, like I'm like, that's just not how the world works in my, my science brain. And then I've opened my mind over the last two years to the true power of our energy and our, our consciousness of that energy. And I was at this place in my life and Miranda knows I, I kind of, she came into my life as I was going through some of the craziest, hardest changes in my life. And I'd asked her to do a distant Reiki healing on me. And she had, you guys, you're going to have to sign up for this when you're done. I'm going to have a link for you guys to do this distant Reiki healing. It was the most profound experience in the eight months that I have had of healing since my divorce because she literally saw me from the inside out and she was able to express things to me that I knew but wasn't ready to admit and work through those. And I, I just, I can't say enough amazing things about how powerful you are in, in helping people see themselves for who they are. So I am so excited to have you here. Wow. <laughs> Thank you so much. I mean, that really blows me away. It really touches me deeply to think that, you know, I, ha I have helped, you know, even one person at that type of level, because that's really my purpose and my mission in life is to, to help people and to help them become more empowered and to, to, to look at the things that they need to look at. And I think what you said about like the things that you knew, but you weren't ready to admit, I think that that's really critical when it comes to our own healing. You know, there are things that are within us and there are the, the messages that we hear from within ourselves, mm -hmm. um, but we tend to push them down or away or we don't want to face them yet or they're too hard to face. And so it's those things really. That's why, you know, the people that I work with have to be ready 
ready to use that information for their own healing and for their highest good. Because we do live in this society that is so scientifically based, we haven't had an experience growing up where we were taught about the energetic body, where that was something that was, you know, it, it, it just sounds like fantasy, right? But now more and more um, through various different, you know, pioneers in the energetic field and also just with the, the I think that there's a coming together between science and um, energy and the quantum field and physics that's really starting to go into how we're harmonizing all of those things together rather than looking at things as separate entities. Mm-hmm. And I think that from from my perspective, my interest in the energetic body came through witnessing people, my mother, who was dying of cancer, that was almost over 20 years ago now. And also a friend of mine who was in a very serious motorcycle accident um, a few years after that. And I, and I was with them at the hospital and I was with them while they were going through their painful physical experiences. And I was with them while I was witnessing the level of treatment that they received, which was wonderful treatment, amazing treatment from an allopathic point of view, from a science physical body-based point of view. But what I also saw within these people to whom I was very close and really cared about was that they were going through depths of emotions that were not being addressed. They weren't being paid attention to. There was no help for them in the areas of like how they just really felt about what they were going through. And so that's where my interest stemmed. And I was thinking there's got, there's more than just the physical body. There's all of the emotions that go with it too. What is that? And that was the start of my journey into Reiki actually, and then beyond since then. Wow. I didn't know that backstory. That's so Mm. powerful. Just being there bedside with people and seeing, you know, you, I've been in the hospital when uh, my best friend's husband had a heart transplant and it's Mm. nurses around and and everybody's moving and touching and, and, but no one's really looking and saying, how are you? How are you doing? Right. Right. Yeah. How can I, how can I love you through this experience? How can I help you feel better in your body, but on an energetic level? Mm-hmm. Through some of my meditation training, actually, um, in Vipassana meditation, which I don't know if anyone's familiar with, but you go on these 10-day courses and it's a silent retreat and the, everything's provided for you there, your accommodations, your food, the meditation instructions. And one of the things that you have to do as you progress into the 10 days is sit in complete stillness on the floor, on a cushion, while you do the meditation, which is basically just sort of like um, a body scan, if you will, but deeper than that. And when you, if you try to sit still without moving in a cross-legged position on the floor, you'll find all sorts of aches and pains start arising and all sorts of, you know, all sorts of things start cropping up in the mind. Like I would think crazy things like, oh my God, if I don't move my leg, uh, it's going to go into necrosis. I'm going to lose my leg. I mean, just like... You know what I mean? Like the worst possible scenario is where my mind went to. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that's interesting, right? And But it did also start to cultivate because I was determined, you know, I've done four of these different courses um, over the last 20 years. But it did start to train my mind to look deeper at the the mental and emotional response to physical discomfort or pain. And the ability to step outside of that, I think, is critical. 
especially when it comes to, you know, recovering from injury or disease or surgery or anything like that. If we can try to remove ourselves a little from the body and just being sucked into those negative thoughts or the, the worst case scenario um, fantasies, <laughs> we become more empowered in our own healing. Mm. Yeah, I, I think that's so powerful. And the idea of that visualization you just gave of like stepping out and looking down at yourself from the outside and realize like, okay, I'm just sitting here. My leg is not going to fall off. Like I'm okay. Right. <laughs> Being able to step away. And I think when you speak to people who've recovered from things like I have with my back injury or people who've survived cancer, um, like severe accidents and things, we yeah. all will have a similar explanation of the sense that we just, we separated ourselves from the physical side of it and we just knew that we would get through it. We didn't know how, but we knew we would. But yeah. that, that idea of just like coming out and saying, okay, it's just my physical body. There's so many more parts of me and I can, yes. I can recover from this. So for those people that don't really know what Reiki is, mm. would you mind giving just a, a little background of you know, how you got into Reiki, what your Reiki training was like, what Reiki actually is? Sure. Yeah. So I touched on it already. My, um, my, my best friend when I was, I was, li I lived in Southeast Asia for six years and I was living in Cambodia at the time. And most, most of the time people get around on motorcycles there and she had, was in a motorcycle accident and, and a very severe injury to her leg. She was flown out to Thailand and I was with her um, while she waited for her family members to arrive. They couldn't get there for another week. So mm -hmm. I stayed with her every day um, and just sort of witnessing her, her, emotional distress made me reach out to just everyone that I knew. And I didn't really even know what I was looking for. I just knew that there had to be something else out there. You know, I had already been backpacking. I had met with multiple different people from all over the world who had very different viewpoints and experiences um, from an energetic standpoint. And a friend of mine was able to put me in touch with a Reiki master, a Reiki healer. And I had heard of Reiki before a friend of a friend had sent my mum some Reiki while she was in the hospital um, with her with breast cancer. And I didn't really know what it was, but I just knew that someone was thinking good thoughts about my mum and that that must help, right? <laughs> At the very, very minimum. So when, um, when the Reiki master, uh, her name is Imorn Haridas, she's a Thai national, she came to the hospital and she said, look, I don't really do, it was under duress as well. I kind of had to prod her. She said she didn't really do that sort of thing, but I begged her <laughs> and finally she came and she said, you know, what I'm going to do is just give you a little attunement so that you can each give yourself Reiki to yourself because, you know, what I can do here for you right now isn't going to be as powerful as if you could do it for yourself. So this was all without any, any expectation or knowledge and without any training or anything like that. She just said, from now on, you just practice giving yourself hands-on healing every day at, with the intention of sending healing to yourself. So that was how it happened for me. And after that, I had to, to, I stayed in touch with her because I had so many questions, so many things started coming up and I kept emailing her. I said, can, you know, will you give me a training? Can I train with you? She kept saying no. <laughs> and I was really that sort of, you know, squeaky wheel. I really wanted it. And I had no idea how else to find it because I was in sort of a strange land and, you know, I did didn't really have the, the knowledge uh, or know-how of how to kind of reach out and find more of that from, from another person. So eventually Imon, you know, gave me a training. She gave me the um, level one and two Reiki training. 
And the best way that I can explain Reiki is that, well, it's a Japanese practice. So the word Reiki is from Japan. And he, we have heard of probably, you've probably heard of chi at the very least, which is basically the exact same thing, just with a different pronunciation. Um, that's how they pronounce it in China. And so chi or ki is energy, but it's more than that. It's the universal life force energy. And the, the ray part means the, spirit, the spiritual aspect of it. So there's something that's outside of us that is spiritually connecting all of us on an energetic level. And this energy is, from my understanding, just pure love. And when people look to find out answers of things like, you know, what is God or what is source energy or what, what do we really mean by the creator or the universe or all of these different names that we have for it, I just think of it as an energy of pure love, a force, something like um, an electromagnetic force or the force of gravity. And when we start to, you know, but it's bigger than that <laughs> um, and it's much more meaningful than that, but it's really love that, um, that we don't, we don't understand because when we think of love, we just think about like falling in love and being in love and having a relationship that's love based or loving our kids. And we aren't really grasping the full capacity of love for healing and, and for our ability to intend love and to send it and the, and the powers that lie behind it. So Reiki is basically life force energy that we are conducting through the medium of our hands or through we are superseding um space and time um and entering into the quantum field which is how it's able to be sent through distance so that is also a really hard concept for people to understand but i'd say that you know sometimes people have maybe heard of um, the power of prayer and the power of multiple people praying over one thing and so i'd say that it's something similar to that where the the intention is so strong that it's able to travel outside of our bodies, outside of this realm that we, that we know, which is the realm of senses and, you know, and physical touch. And it travels outside of that to wherever and whomever you are intending it to travel to, including to times in the future or past. Because oh. in the quantum field, there is no time. Uh, all time is now. Okay. I just learned so much about Reiki. <laughs> I knew the general concept, but I, wow, that was really the best explanation I have ever received or heard. And I'm so grateful for you just sharing all that. Um, Thank you. I hope it, you know, it makes sense to some people who maybe haven't heard of it before or don't understand it. Mm -hmm. I definitely think it will. It was, uh, it was a much easier way to understand it than it's been explained to me in the past. And I, I love that. So it's interesting because I remember when I started to work with you and I asked for a Reiki healing, and you're like, okay, I do distant. And then you'd set this time for me. And I was like, so do I need to be available? <laughs> Am I on the phone? Like, what do I do? And you're like, just be you. Just mm -hmm. relax. Just breathe. Be aware that I'm sending you Reiki during sure. that time. And it was such a concept to me that I was like, I feel uncomfortable. Like, I don't know. Can she see me? <laughs> like, you know, and it was like just this idea because we're not used to like, you go to the doctor and you, but I will say that that experience I, in that hour you were sending me distant Reiki and you were doing a reading on me, I did feel calm. I did mm. feel at peace. I, I felt good. I felt 
like just this like amazing energy. Like I had this warm hug around me. Mm. And then when I read what you wrote about what you, you process and receive from that distant Reiki healing, I was like, oh my God, she was in my head that entire time. Like she was literally in my body and knew what was going on in my mind, in my body. And it was so mind blowing for me because I just had never experienced it at that level. So right. it made me really truly understand that yes, this does have the ability to pass time, distance, space. It doesn't have to be like right on top of each other to, to get that experience like in the physical world, like you said, in the senses that we're used to. Right. And that's so powerful just to be able to kind of come to that understanding through the experience, right? Mm -hmm. uh, because it's always one thing to kind of hear about it and hear that someone else has had that experience. But when you yourself have that experience, then it really feels, it, it just changes things. It opens up to a whole new dimension almost mm. of understanding. Mm, totally. So I know on, on my answer would be everyone should get Reiki. Right, but like, who who are the people that you enjoy working the the most with? Like, who do you find like comes into your life, and you have like, I don't know, just if you were to think of like who would benefit the most from setting up this time to to work with you, like who would that be? Well, that's a hard question, right? Because I don't want to exclude anyone. But at the same time, the people that I've noticed who have been most drawn to working with me are usually female, um, usually uh, working in or in the healing professions or who have done their own deep work so and opened up a little bit already to their own understandings of this because I feel like someone who wouldn't be interested in working with me would be someone who's just completely shut off from all of all of you know the, the, the healing aspects that are beyond just going to your doctor and trusting every word that your doctor says to you and just taking your pharmaceutical pills just blindly without noticing how they feel in your body, right? So a sort of a, if you're dissociated from like how you feel and if you are dissociated from being able to advocate for yourself, then you probably aren't going to um, have any desire to work with me. <laughs> yeah. But if you're interested in empowering yourself and becoming your own healer, then you will be. Absolutely. I love that. That's, that's a very simple way of explaining it because if you are coming into it closed off, it really doesn't matter what you say or what you, you yeah. hear. It just, but if you are open and ready to receive that information at whatever level, like I know I can go back now and read things that I read six months ago and, and have even a deeper understanding of it. So even if you're a little bit ready, it's like so good. To just yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, the, th the thing is that, you know, we're, we're always going to be ready when we're ready. Mm -hmm. Right. Because we, like you said at the beginning, you ha you knew, you, we know things about ourselves, but we, but we maybe aren't willing to change them until whatever happens to make us ready to make those changes, mm -hmm. right? Because it's very, you know, in my own personal sort of journey and evolution, there are many things which I need to improve and become better at. And it's through my own self-awareness, it's through identifying those things and, and sort of like seeking other people to help me with those things that I'm able to make any progress. But if I kept shutting it down going, no, I'm fine and everyone else is wrong, then... <laughs> 
<laughs> right? Then it's not, I'm not going to be able to make those changes. You can only do it when, you know, when you feel ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Waking and up. There's no judgment, you know? No, no. Right? <laughs> and sometimes it's circumstances. For me, it was very circumstantial. I had to remove myself from certain situations so that I could put walls down so that I could open up to myself. And exactly. Uh, Yeah. I I do feel that, you know, sort of challenging circumstances are typically sort of an opening or or a way to, um, to be ready Mm -hmm. to heal. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like, you know, hopefully something really bad doesn't have to happen to, to give you that sense of awakening. But you, you know, oftentimes it's through our challenges that we grow the most or have the most opportunity for growth. Yeah. I am reading a book right now and one of the, the chapters is about adversity. And instead of shying away from adversity and failures and mistakes and things, taking them and embracing them and saying, what have I learned from this? What can I take from this to make myself a better person? How can I move forward from it? And it's just such a powerful reframe of instead of why is this happening to me? Mm. To What can I learn from what's happening to me? Yes. There, I, I think that there's, um, I can't remember which deck now, but I, I read Oracle cards and tarot cards as well. And one of my Oracle cards, um, it has this, is this one card has this phrase and it says, it's not happening to you. It's happening for you. Mm. And I really, really like that, even though it's a bit jarring when you first hear it and you're like, hang on a minute. <laughs> These horrible things aren't happening for me. That that doesn't sound right. And you could step into feeling resentful or put, pushing those away. But when you look at it as as an opportunity for learning and growth, then you focus less, I guess, on the external details and more on how you're handling it and how you can develop your own inner strength and how you can yeah he, heal uh, within mm. um, through the external circumstances. Yes. It's not happening to you. It's happening for you. Such a powerful reframe. I love that. Well, awesome. I want to run through some of my questions here so we get to know you just a little bit more. So what is your number one health and wellness tip? Like if you had people come to you and say like, what is one thing I could do to make my life better, make my life healthier? What would you say? Well, I think it's, so it's really difficult because one thing is, you know, it's always, it's always a combination of things that really, you know, that help you to, <laughs> to, to achieve health and wellness. Because for me, like health is the body and wellness is more like the mind, right? How we feel, mm-hmm. how, how our emotions are. So, you know, in thinking about this question, I really think that um, my, the, the best advice that I have is to adopt a, a good, better, best approach so mm. that you're a little bit kinder to yourself, right? We all know that, you know, we can do something that's a little, that, that's good, right? So you can say, well, if I eat um, one piece of fruit a day, that's good. Now, if you go ahead and eat two pieces of fruit a day, that's better. And then if you eat a huge salad on top of that, then that's best, mm-hmm. right? But you can see that we can be a little bit more kinder to ourselves and a little bit more patient with making changes changes for ourselves if you adopt that good, better, best framework Mm. so that you can always kind of give yourself a bit of a reward, a bit of a pat on the back and say, hey, you know what? I did do good today. I didn't do best, but that's okay. I'm getting there. I'm working towards it. So that, I guess that would be my, my, my biggest advice. I'm smiling so big right now because that is literally how I teach people to write goals. Oh, (laughs) 
if you, if you listen to my goal setting podcast, it, it, it's about not writing like I will lose 20 pounds because if you lose 19 pounds, does that mean you're a failure? No. Right. So, and, I, and I use the words um, good, great, best. So it's the same concept, it's the same idea of like, okay, yes, great. What, what are you rewarding yourself for along the way? Because if you lost 10 pounds, you still did great. If you lost 15, you did even better. And if you lost the 20, amazing. But you have right. to not be so hard on yourself and set such specific lines, right? So yeah. um, I think I'm just, it made me so happy when you were saying that I teach, <laughs> I preach that. That is like what I we preach. We are on to something. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. So as health and wellness practitioners and healers, people always think we have our health and wellness perfect. You've already touched on this quickly where you said, I still have room to grow. And I think the moment any of us decide that we don't need to grow anymore is when our life truly ends. But yeah. what would you say is your biggest struggle? Like, What is your biggest healthy habit struggle? What, what do you have the hardest time being consistent with or need to grow the most in? Well, you know, there are a couple, there are a couple of areas. One is, is my coffee habit, right? We've talked about that. (laughs) Yeah. And it sounds so silly, but it really has a big impact on, on how I feel. Mm. Um, but yet I still, I still can't let it go. And I keep trying. It's like, I keep trying to, to stop. It's like, it's just this, this thing that keeps creeping back in. And yeah, I mean, I just know that when if I drink a cup of coffee in the morning before I've eaten anything and before, I, you know, my kids are up and I need to like, you know, do all the things that I need to do to get them off to school and, you know, that is my time and it's sort of precious and nothing else quite sort of hits the mark for me. Like a cup of tea just doesn't do it. And, but however, you know, then the result is that I feel jittery. I feel anxious. I'm, I'm quick to lose my temper. I'm not in the best space that I could possibly be for myself or for my kids. Mm. So, you know, so I've had to make a few changes like, you know, make sure you eat something before you drink your coffee. <laughs> um, so it's just a matter of like trying to rework and be, and be compassionate with myself and just see that, you know, it's not easy to, to just quit something called turkey, turkey that you really love, you know, mm-hmm. um, and then the other thing that I have a really hard time with, which, you know, which sounds crazy as a yoga instructor, but my exercise regime mm-hmm. is really, it's really difficult for me to maintain consistency. Mm. I have a very busy life. And also, you know, when you, when you do have a very physically based life, um, injuries occur. And so I really struggle with, you know, the number of injuries that I have like every year. I mean, I at least have two injuries right now. I've got my knee injury that's preventing Mm. me from moving in the way that I want. And so I, I feel like I'm falling into this habit of like, wow, I'm just getting where I want to be and I'm feeling like I'm consistent and then bam, something happens and I can't do it. And so I don't quite exactly understand why. I mean, I have to maybe place less onus on the physical. I have to find other outlets um, for stress uh, because that's my main go-to. When I move my body, it really helps me to kind of release and let go of any held tensions. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, yeah, that, those are the two main things that I struggle with. <laughs> yeah. I think many people can relate to those too. I, I, I think caffeine and coffee and things are, I don't like the word vice, but like there's something like, like a habit. It's almost like it's just something that people have done for so long that they don't know how to turn that off. It's like this immediate reward for, for something you're used to. And then the exercise, yeah, I, I think 
I, as a physical therapist, when I walk into the yoga studio, it's like, uh, it's an amazing day when I don't have a student coming up to me, even when I'm practicing saying, Hey, I've hurt my shoulder. Could you help me? So right. those are, those are pretty common things for sure. Have you ever read the book, the, uh, the big leap? Yes. Oh my God. I love that book. <laughs> it's so good. But when you were saying that like two injuries a year, like got to get over the physical thing. I'm like, I like, there's gotta be some sort of upper limit there for yourself where you're like, I'm too healthy. I'm getting to my point. Like what yes. is, what's happening there spiritually that it's like emotionally, that's really impacting that. And, and yeah, I mean, as a physical therapist, of course, you know, you hurt your knee cause you hurt your knee, <laughs> but there's, right. No, and I always want to, and even as I was sharing that with you, I, I was getting a few little downloads on exactly what you're saying, you know, is that, yeah, there, there may be part of me that doesn't feel um, to be worthy of having that level of fitness or having that particular look for my body mm -hmm. or, you know, just feeling empowered physically on, on some level. And yeah. so I'm going to need to do some work on finding out why and how I can heal that. Yes. Oh, I'm so excited to hear from you more on that in the future. I just, that was like, as soon as you were saying it, that's what kind of popped into my head. Mm. So, I love it. Okay. So what are you most excited about in life right now? What's lighting you up? Wow. Well, I love my kids. <laughs> I have to say that, um, you know, they just, they just bring joy because you see, you know, little kids come in um, and they are pure, right? And their energy is just truly authentic. They are just themselves. They haven't got all the layers of like trying to please or trying to fit in or trying to be something that they're not. They just are who they are. And there's something that's so beautiful and inspiring about that, um, especially with the work that I do, because I'm just really trying to help people get back to that baseline, <laughs> trying to get back to my own baseline there too. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm also really excited at the moment about the online course that I'm creating slowly because, yeah, because I'm because like, <laughs> I'm so busy. But I have this um, dream of sharing and teaching women how to gain emotional control by tapping into their intuition and using tools and practices to help them become masters of their energy. Mm -hmm. um, because I feel like we can often be, yeah, just unaware of all of the powers that we have within us to tap into our intuition, to use our energy masterfully, um, mm -hmm. to, to really feel good in ourselves and to, yeah, to harness that in and take control of that rather than sort of like feeling like everything else is influencing you mm -hmm. to influence you. That is going to be beautiful. I can't wait. Thank you. <laughs> so on that note, I need to tell all of our San Diego listeners that Every first Friday of the month, Miranda runs a soul circle at Hapa Yoga in Mission Valley. Uh, these things are amazing. They're incredible. So she runs it every month and she has a different topic every month. Uh, and I've unfortunately been traveling the last couple of months and I've missed it, but I was there for the first few and I can't wait to get to the next one. But you, you guys, if you're in San Diego, it's the first Friday of every month. Go to the Hapa Yoga website and you'll see her soul circle and come join this incredible group of women. It is unreal. It is such an amazing, eye-opening, spiritual time. Like You gain so much out of it. So on that sense of what she's going to put into a course for you, come get it firsthand, face-to-face -face <laughs> in the soul circle. And then I can't wait for the course to come out. I'll let everybody, all my listeners know when it does come out. That's amazing. Thank you. So what is your favorite book, which is always a hard to just... Come oh my God. Yes. No, I, t I hate this question because there's so many. Because I mean, look, there's, you know, hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of amazing books, you know, over the course of history. It's impossible to just narrow down to one. But 
I, I will share the book that I'm reading right now, or I'm listening to, I should say, um, which is really, really mind-blowing and amazing. And it's called Becoming Supernatural by Dr. Joe Dispenza. Uh, he um, he is basically t sharing all of the science of the quantum field and how our thoughts really impact our physical, not only our bodies, but our entire lives, like the creation of our lives are, is really founded and based in how we think and how when we change how we think, we can completely change our realities. So I really highly recommend that book. It's one of the best things I've, I've read for a long time. Oh, I am definitely going to check it out. That sounds incredible. <laughs> I'm excited. I've heard... Um, some stuff by him before and he's amazing yeah and you know he talks about the chakras as well and um he he also offers a um a chakra meditation which is which is quite interesting so you can kind of like start to go down that uh, rabbit hole on google if you like oh perfect <laughs> yeah <laughs> good afternoon filler right well, i'm sure people after hearing from you and getting to know you over this last half an hour want to know where they can find you how they can keep up with you what is the best place to find you where do they go if they want to set up a distant Reiki healing? Yeah. So if you're in San Diego, then, you know, come and find me at Happy Yoga in Mission Valley. And I teach on Friday mornings, three different classes, um, 8.30 a.m., 10 a.m., and 12 p.m. They're all vinyasa classes. Um, and then also at the Soul Circle gatherings on the first Friday of each month where you can, you know, do some deeper work in a safe setting. And then you can also just learn more about me and schedule to work with me through my website, which is karmamirandayoga.com. So I always say karma, like what you do comes back to you because my British accent, sometimes I feel like people don't understand what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm not saying comma, I'm saying karma. <laughs> that was very uh, American of you. Yeah, <laughs> to practice that. Yeah. So yeah, check out, my, check out my website and follow me on Instagram because, you know, that's the same handle, Karma Miranda Yoga, because I'm always posting there. I'm always sharing, you know, where I'm working, where I'm going to be, all of my different offerings and workshops and um, yeah, and my online offerings as well. Perfect. Guys, if you're feeling stuck, if you feel like you need to look deeper into yourself. If you need to understand yourself and what you're going through emotionally more, head to her website and set up a time for the distant Reiki healing. It will be life-changing for you, but definitely follow her on Instagram and stay in touch. And I, I just can't thank you enough. This was such an amazing interview and such a great conversation and so nice to have you on the podcast. So thank you for taking the time to join my podcast family and get to share my listeners all of your amazing knowledge. Thank you so much, Jen. It's been a real pleasure. It's always amazing talking with you. <laughs> You're so kind. You're so kind. Awesome. Well, listen, guys, make sure you go over and follow her in, on Instagram. Check out her website. Leave a review when you are all done, and I will see you next week. We're going to finish off our Chakra series. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day, and namaste. Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. Please leave a review and subscribe. And head over to Instagram to keep up with me daily at Natural Wellness Tips. See you next week.